Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, Charles Nash, with another great episode here of Political Theater and Folks, we have a lot in store today. If you're listening to the music there behind my voice, it is Michael Bublé's new The Christmas Sweater song. And, uh, wow. The the music video is, is, is basically, I'm going to go ahead and cut out of it here, but the music video is basically a sweater singing. I mean, and it's ugly. And it's singing about the uglier the sweater the better for christmas and it's actually quite a comical song Uh, i just heard it today Uh, again we're in the week in the countdown here till christmas and so i'm just trying to lighten up the mood for everybody especially since you know (laughs) everything we keep hearing in the news is doom and gloom now before i get into the news folks i i have some things to i i want to say here um one, uh, the 23rd, which would be Thursday of this coming week, uh, I will be having a special guest on my show, uh, Scott Weibling, who was on my show here a couple months back, was running for um, Marion School, uh, Marion City School Board. Uh, he and Rocky Radcliffe did, did win their seats. Um, I told all of everybody that I've had on my show, I've told them, please come back, you know, let us know what's going on. And I've got to tell you folks, uh, there is a lot of things happening here in, in my city and of Marion here in Ohio with the school systems and it's not good. And the individuals elected are, are trying to get in there and they're trying to clean house. They don't get into their new positions of um, on the school board seats until after the first of the year. So it's really hard for them to change anything right now, but they've, they're already working towards a plan to fix what's going on. And there's a lot of corruption going on, especially in the Marion City school systems. And I'm telling you, I... There was a school board meeting here last week, and oh my word, just some of the things that a lot of parents are are chiming in and telling me that transpired the way the school board shot them down with questions, not giving direct answers, negativity towards people, you know, the parents, um, it's kind of shocking. And so we're, we're going to have Scott Weibling back Thursday at 6.30. Now, normally I will, I, I, I'm going to record the show like I always do. And I will have that out a couple hours later that evening for everyone to hear. Or if you're, you know, you want to tune in and listen in in the morning, you can. Um, if you're someone here in Mar- you know, in, in Marion, and you your children are going to Marion City Schools, and you want to know what's going on, please listen to the show. 
Scott contacted me, said he wanted to come back on the show and talk about the issues, the the barriers that he's running into, uh, even before getting officially into his seat, and the complaints, the complaints with teachers, parents, you name it. And I think it's important, folks, that we bring these things, rather locally, state, at a national level, people need to hear what's going on in their communities, their states, all over the country. Because that's the only way we fix things. Now, I will go ahead and tell everybody right now, the school members, the school board members that are causing some of these issues, you have every every opportunity, I will go ahead and say this, anybody is welcome on this show. Rather, it to defend themselves or come on the show and, and, and tell their side of what's going on. I don't care what political spectrum you're on. I, I don't care who you are. You have every right to come on the show. Uh, this my, my desk here is open to anyone and everyone at any time over any topic that you feel is important at any level. So again, I just want to let everyone know, if you know Scott Weibling, you live here in, in the city of Marion, and you want to hear the podcast, it will be on later that night, but it's going to kick off uh, Thursday at 6.30. So I hope everyone kind of tunes in once I get that posted and the show goes up. Um, because you you may hear some things that you're never, you know, you're not privy to or you didn't know was going on. Um, continuing on from that announcement, I'm going to give my COVID update. Folks, I feel perfectly fine. Now, the only thing still that I still have wrong with me, I have no smell. I cannot smell anything. I have put an orange in front of me. I can't smell it. I, you know, poor Blue, and he's always sitting here with with me while I do the show. He's sitting here with me half asleep now. You know how a dog has dog smell. They, or, or you can smell their bad breath. Well, I can't smell anything. My nose is not, you know, stuffy or congested. I cannot smell anything. I have lost my smell. That is the only side effect since having COVID that has not returned to me. And I, I don't know when it will. Now, I can taste everything perfectly fine. I have not lost my, my, um, my taste. But I have lost the ability to smell anything for right now. Other than that, again, I'm I'm back out there. I'm back to work. I'm not in quarantine anymore, <clears throat> and I feel fine. So again, if you've heard my other podcasts or, any, or you're 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 hearing my voice, wanting to hear updates, maybe you're concerned about what's going on around the world and things. Again, I'm I'm telling you, I'm living proof that I'll be honest with you. I I I do not get into this COVID hype. I would not let it consume everything you do, especially the holidays. Now, speaking of COVID, I I wanted to start off with this article. And no, I'm not going to go on about COVID. We have a lot of things to talk about, a lot of big things that's going on. But I wanted to bring this up to all my listeners because I get a lot of people asking me about COVID-related deaths to vaccines. Do I know anything about it? 
Have I heard anything about it? Is there any articles out there about COVID-related deaths and people, not not because of the COVID virus, but because they took the, sh- the, the shot? Yes, there is. They're not very highly publicized, but there are. So I have one here. I had a couple people ask me here about two days ago about this. So I wanted to I, I wanted to bring this up and answer their questions. So I have a news article here. It was published uh, yesterday on the 19th of December. It says uh, New Zealand links 26-year-old's death to the Pfizer COVID-19 jab, reports indicate. It says the New Zealand COVID-19 Safety Monitoring Board said in a statement on Monday that based on current information available, a 26-year-old man with uh, my cardi... I'm going to try to pronounce this, not butcher it. Myocarditis was likely, likely passed away due to the Pfizer... COVID-19 vaccine, according to the medical report. It says the man, who was uh, not identified, had received his first dose within two weeks of coming down with this rare heart ailment. Reuters reported this. It's also on Fox News, like I said. Reuters was the first one, though, to report it. It says the individual did not seek out medical attention after coming down with symptoms, the report said. Now, it says that the board has considered that the myocarditis was probably due to the vaccine and the individual, the board said in a statement observed by Bloomberg News. It says the board noted that the COVID-19 infection can itself be a cause of myocarditis as well as other serious illnesses and remain safer to be vaccinated than to be infected with the virus. It says Pfizer did not immediately respond to an hour after the email went out to Fox News, Reuters, and Bloomberg. It said a spokesman from the company told Reuters that it keeps track of any reports of issues with its vaccines. It says the country's Vaccines Independent Safety Monitoring Board said the benefits of taking the vaccine far outweigh the risks. It says here in this article as well, it says the man's death is the second believed link to the vaccine from Pfizer. The first one was back in August of 2021. It said there was a woman that also came down with after taking the Pfizer vaccine with myocarditis was likely due to taking the vaccine as well. This was also reported by Bloomberg and Reuters. It says the U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention also backed recommendations from the Adversity Committee on Immunization and Practices and gave performances for individuals who receive the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine like Pfizer and Moderna over the Johnson & Johnson jab. So what does it basically spell here, folks? Now, I'm not going to come out and go, see, I told you, the shot's killing people. No, I wanted to read this article because of, of two reasons. 
one, I had people asking me who listened to the show. They had legit questions. It was a legit question. And not just by one person, several. Has the vaccine been linked to deaths? You just heard it. That is the article that I wanted to read because it's the most current one. It happened and came out yesterday. I wanted to show people again that you have a vaccine, and it's not a vaccine, it's a shot. You have a shot that's out there. And Pfizer is the one I'm going to attack the most here, folks. Because of the statements like I've said in the past that they make. Well, it would take 55 years for us to, you know, give you all the information, what's in the shots and the side effects. No, that's a bunch of bull crap. They are not releasing these things to the public because they are in fear that if the public actually knew what was in the vaccines, what the vaccines can actually do to the human body. They would be reversing the statement about, well, the risks, you know, the risks of eating COVID outweigh, you know, the, the, the other risks of taking the shot. No, it would be, it, they wouldn't be saying that at all. I am under the very best understanding as myself being living proof now that this shot does not work. The booster does not work. I have medical reports sitting in front of me from my own local hospitals, from people that are in the hospitals who have relinquished their rights to privacy by giving me their information, their medical records. I have these things sitting in front of me, saved on my computer. I am in constant contact with many nurses, doctors, different medical facilities, because again, not only am I someone who has had COVID, I'm, I'm, I'm out there getting information from other people that's had it. That's just like, I'll go ahead and I'll tell everybody right now. And I'm, I'm going to apologize. If you hear my phone talking in the background, I'm, I'm getting updates all the time. But I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody right now. That's just like there, there's a lot of medications that's being pushed right now in hospitals, one in particular, and I'm not going to comment directly on what the medication is until I have a little bit more facts around that medication, but there is a medication that's being pushed in a lot of hospitals right now, even locally here. And they're giving it to people primarily with COVID who have had the vaccine. And I'm getting a lot of reports that once that drug is administered, about 90% of the people that it's being administered to are dying because of reactionary issues. Now, I'm not going to report on what that medication is. I do have the name of it here. I want to do a little bit more research. I don't want to panic anybody out there. But I will say this one comment. When I do get enough information, I will be discussing this. 
but I want people to actually start. If you've got a loved one that's in the hospital, I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're in Ohio. I don't care if you're in another state. I don't care if you're in another country. If you have a loved one that's suffering from COVID and they've been vaccinated, please, you need to sit down with your family you need, or, or your spouse or your loved one or whoever it is, and you need to be sitting down with the doctors and staff and find out what they're administering to you. Because chances are you do not know what they're administering to you. And you need to start asking questions. It's a scary time, but it's being made scary, one, because of the media, and two, because everyone's getting these vaccines, they're finding out that they're still getting ill, and then they're having to go through other medicational means through the hospitals, and things are not being explained to people properly. So please... Before you take any medication, if you're in the hospital because of COVID and you've had the vaccine, you need to ask questions before having anything administered to you. That is the only thing that I'm going to say about this subject, again, until I get more information to where I can do a little bit more research on it and come to actual understanding about this drug that... I'm hearing so many negative, bad things about. So in the meantime, all I can tell people is, please, pay attention to what's happening. Ask questions. Now, I have some other headlines here. The next one is uh, the new poll that came out for the Biden administration and this comes from Newsmax this came out today on the 20th of December came out today about one o'clock in the afternoon it says uh, Biden approval at new low that's not surprising especially after the comments that he made last night and I'm going to get into this poll here and talk about it. After that, I'm going to take our first commercial break. And then when I come back, we're going to talk about the, na the na national address that went out here last night to the country. And the sheer, <laughs> it was just doom. Everybody that's unvaccinated is going to die. I, I didn't really... I really couldn't believe what I was hearing from our, our president, but it, it didn't surprise me, but yet it, it did it did take me back a little bit. But getting to the poll numbers here, it says uh, President Joe Biden's approval rating sank to a new record in the latest uh, Marxist poll. Uh, aimed a nationwide surge of the COVID-19 crisis. Now, there's other factors in this besides just COVID, but they're saying that that's one of the biggest driving factors right now with the president. It says the poll shows that just 41% of Americans hold a positive view of Biden's performance as president, compared to the 56% 
with a negative opinion. The breakdown goes like this. It says 17% of Americans strongly approve of Biden. 24% approve of Biden. 11% disapprove of Biden. 44% strongly disapprove of Biden. And 3% are unsure of the president himself. You have a breakdown, too, between parties. It says 88% of Democrats strongly approve or approve of Biden. Not surprising, party lines. 95% of Republicans disapprove or strongly disapprove of Biden. 29% of independents strongly approve or approve of Biden. And an overwhelmingly 66% of independents strongly disapprove or disapprove of his policies or Biden himself. It says that The Hill also, who is reporting from this as well, wants to note that the last few weeks of December, it says that COVID-19 rates have surged as news broke of a new variant, which was the Omicron. As inflation has continued to cause price problems and price rises across the nation. It says the Maurice poll surveyed 1,400 adults in the U.S., from December the 11th to the 13th of this year, with a margin of error plus or minus 4% points. Uh, This also was published on the ABC poll and the the, uh, CNN poll as well. And all the numbers were actually plus minus a couple points here and there, but they were all fairly close. Now, why is this significant? Because it's showing you That yet again, we have a president, we have an administration, we have the Democratic Party who are completely out of touch with the country on just about every major topic that there is. And that's a significant cause for alarm if you're a Democrat and for the president. I mean, last week, when, when you have the networks that for four years totally wanted to destroy Donald Trump. For the first year of the Biden administration, they praised Joe Biden for everything. Now you have places like the New York Times writing editorials up saying, please do not run again for presidency. You are a, you're, you're worse than a lame duck. Folks, that's speaking volumes when your own media outlet is distancing themselves from you now. They can't do damage control for him anymore. And it's the same thing with his party, especially now since the Build Back Better plan has now failed. And we're going to get into that here later on. We've got lots of things to cover. I mean, there are lots of news stories out there. So we are 24 minutes here to the top of the show. I am going to go ahead and take my first scheduled timeout commercial break. Again, we will be right back. Just stay tuned, folks. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. 
Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience, or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs. You want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at ProSelect.es at gmail.com for more information. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? 
Well, have I got the company for you folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning, and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, call Pioneer Construction Company. Located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction 1975.jb3 at gmail.com or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, Call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807, and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online 
to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got s- several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me, or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, coming in from our first commercial timeout here. I'm continuing on with the Christmas spirit this week. I, I can't wait. The countdown is almost here. It's almost over, folks. But uh, I got Chuck Berry here with Run Run Rudolph, a very nice, beautiful classic. Uh, you got to love this music. We're going to go ahead and get Chuck Berry here. We're going to go ahead and get him tuned down here. As we continue on into the show. Now, before I went to commercial break, I was talking to everyone about Joe Biden with his comment here the other night about everybody that's unvaccinated. This is going to be a very, very dark, deadly winter for everyone. So what I'm going to do here. Because I, 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 I've got two clips I want to play. The first one is I want everyone to listen to the, uh, the dark, dark winter for the unvaccinated from Joe Biden's own mouth himself. It's important because I want everyone to hear. I want everyone to understand as he's reading this from his script of how they're just they're they're trying to scare everyone into basically shutting down again. This is what this is becoming. It's a scare tactic. So I want everyone to listen. So here's Joe Biden's dark winter. I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated, you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death, period. Number two, booster shots work. Three, boosters are free, safe, and convenient. About 60 million people have one, have been boosted. So go get your shot today. Go get boosted if you had your first two shots. If you haven't, go get your first shot. It's time. It's time. It's past time. And we're going to protect our economic recovery if we do this. We're going to keep schools and businesses open if we do this. And I want to see everyone around enjoy that. I want to see them enjoy the fact that they're able to be in school, the businesses are open, and the holidays are coming. Omicron is here. It's going to start to spread much more rapidly at the beginning of the year. And the only real protection is to get your shots. If you get one shot, 
you haven't gotten it yet, that'll help. If you're at a point where you have everything, including your booster, you're in really good shape. So move now. Move now. Now, that was the dark winter speech here the other night from Joe Biden. And it specifically targeted everyone that is unvaccinated. Now, in that speech, why I wanted everyone to hear that, not just because of the nonsense that was coming out of the, the president's mouth, like we've been hearing and been hearing and been hearing. The problem is, did you hear his comment when he said, if you have the vaccine, if you have the booster shot, it's 100% effective from getting COVID? Did everyone hear that comment in there? Now, I have not heard a retraction yet from the White House. Now, I, I know there's probably people going, well, why would he have to retract that for Mr. Nash? Well, I can tell you why, because that's the biggest lie to date. There are hundreds and thousands of reports every day of people that are fully vaccinated had the booster shots, and have died still from COVID. I have medical records right here in front of me. I've had multiple people that have contacted me over their loved ones that have had the boosters and have died, apparently from COVID. And that's what's on the death certificates. Now, did they really die from COVID? Well, I, I, I'm not a physician. I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not performing an autopsy. Do I believe all of these deaths are from COVID or COVID related? No. I know that because the simple fact every time they report a COVID death, the hospitals are making money. I know most people find that hard to believe, but that's that's a fact, folks. Every time someone is they put down on a death certificate that the cause of death was from COVID, the states and the federal government are paying out to these hospitals to report this. Why wouldn't they keep it going? They're making bukus of money. Now, on the flip side to that comment as well, he said, you're 100% safe. You're not 100% safe. A matter of fact, if you go to Pfizer or you go to Moderna's website, I'm, I'm looking at them right now, you go to Johnson & Johnson's. If you even pull up the new Pfizer COVID pills that they're trying to get FDA approval on, what does it say even with them? They're only 90% effective. The shots are even less effective. And this is coming from the pharmaceuticals' own websites. So how are you 100% protected because you go out and get a booster shot? Or you go out and get a, a shot, the COVID shot? You're not. That's a big lie. And the White House and Joe Biden know it. And it was even funnier that the man had to read from cue cards in front of him. 
Now, the next clip that I'm going to play is even more bizarre. Because for someone who claims that he's vaccinated, he's had the booster here recently, he can't get sick. He's tested daily. He doesn't have COVID. I want everyone to listen to Joe Biden. This is this is a soundbite from The Guardian. So I want everyone to pay attention to this and listen to this soundbite. This is the president. This is Joe Biden um, here just two days ago. Because of my actions, the actions of my administration has taken in partnership with business, excuse me, with private business and labor, <coughs> retailers, and grocery stores, freight movers, and railroads. First of all, Mr. President, uh, your voice sounds a little different. Are you okay? I'm okay. I have a test every day to see a COVID test. I have to check me for all the strains. What I have is a one and a half year old grandson who had a cold who likes to kiss his pop. <laughs> and he's been kissing in my anyway. So, uh, but it's just a cold. So that was from The Guardian. One, it was bizarre because you have Joe Biden going, he's kissing and just fades out a really weird comment there. And I'm not trying to imply anything perverted between the president and his grandson. It's just the way he cuts out at moments and becomes lost and dazed doesn't sound good, nor does it look good. The main focus that I wanted to have everyone here is you, you heard Joe Biden there. Joe Biden was losing his voice. Joe Biden was coughing. When he was asked what was going on, he said, well, I have a cold. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and just throw this out there. How do you know you have a cold? I mean, you're you're so far out there in left field, Mr. President. You, you tell everybody, especially the unvaccinated, go get a, vac- a vaccination shot or you're going to die. You're going to get COVID. Now, we know because it's publicly made, it's public knowledge, it's it's out there. Even if you've had the booster shots, there's lots of people out there, even in Congress, who have the COVID booster shot and have come down with COVID already. Look at Elizabeth Warren, fully 100% COVID vaccinated, and it just came out here not even 24 hours ago that Elizabeth Warren is COVID positive. So again, Mr. President, how do you know that you don't have COVID? I'm going to go one step further here. This is from today's uh, press uh, report with Jen Psaki. And it says, Psaki doesn't deny White House COVID-19 outbreak. This was today during the... This is, this is what she had to say. I'm, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read the article as well. It says, the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, on Monday, today, December the 20th, did not deny that there is a COVID-19 outbreak at the White House, saying breakthrough cases are to be expected even though Biden's staff is 99% vaccinated. Now, did you just hear what I just read off to everybody? 
percent vaccinated for almost all of his staff and they have a COVID outbreak. Now, I know most people are saying, so what are you implying? You implying that Joe Biden has COVID? Well, we wouldn't know that because they're not going to, they're not, even if he did, they're not going to tell anybody that. They're not going to tell me. This is not going to be a Donald Trump, I have COVID. They're not going to tell you if Joe Biden comes down with COVID-19. That is the last thing the Democrat, the Democratic Party is going to do. They're not going to tell you that. For two reasons. One, that makes this whole thing with that whole speech about the dark winter, it makes everyone in his administration, including himself, sound stupid. Because that is the lie in itself. Well, if you've got the booster and you've got the shot and you're fully vaccinated, you are 100% protected, period. That's Joe Biden. It would make him out to be an exact liar by fact and definition, which we already know he is. But it also then, again, puts strain on what's already going on with half the country. And it's not just Republicans, it's Democrats too, it's everyone. Everyone is getting sick of these mandates. Everyone's getting sick of hearing about COVID. Everyone's tired of hearing this, it's a dark winter, winter's coming. We're all gonna die. Everyone's tired of it. Everyone is tired of hearing the death narrative. Now, continuing on with this article, it says during the daily press briefing, it says Jen Psaki was asked whether there is currently a coronavirus outbreak at the White House. The National Security Council, the State Department, or the Treasury, and whether President Biden has recently been in close contact with a COVID-positive person. Psaki basically said this. She said the president, and I quote, has a full schedule today and is not in need of being put into quarantine. Pasaki responded. She said, we will provide information to all of you as outlined with the commutative responses, just like we have the last several months. She said, I do not have any updates for you at this time, but again, We expect there to be a breakthrough through cases across the country, she said, right? And certainly in the federal government. Now, she continued on to note that, again, just like this article, that 99% of her staff in the White House are all vaccinated. And she continued, she goes, boosters are strongly recommended and distributed within our party, she said, and within the White House. We have a very thorough process here that the people abide by who are going to be have you're going to be in close contact with the president and even beyond that. And those protocols go above and beyond the CDC guidelines. The reporter that pressed Pasaki even further asked so you're going to say whether you're not going to say whether or not there's been a significant breakthrough in the variants different parts that I mentioned. 
the State Department, the Treasury. Again, he's alluding to there's an outbreak within the White House. And she's, she's dabbling around this question. She's dancing. Psaki again replied, she goes, I point you to different agencies to give additional information. But I would just note that we do expect the breakthrough in cases, as there will be across the government. What that is indicating, folks, is again, they're dancing around the question. One of the reasons they're dancing around this is, like I said, they don't want to look like liars after they just gave that, oh, if you're, if you're fully vaccinated, you're safe. It's contradicting what the narrative is. But it's already out there, folks. It's been out there. <clears throat> it's not all recent. It's been going on. Here's another great example of the lie. Just here, not even 24 to 48 hours ago, you had White House that had uh, a staff that had to separate from each other when it came out that Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, Democrat from Massachusetts, COVID positive, she's fully vaccinated. Cory Booker, John Crow, or excuse me, Jason Crow from Colorado. They all tested positive for the coronavirus despite being fully vaccinated and receiving the booster shots. Or shot, excuse me. And they've all credited their mild symptoms with being vaccinated and boosted against the virus. Now, but, but here we go again. Do you see how they're already downplaying the lie that they've already put out to the American public. Well, yeah, we've we've been fully vaccinated and, and we have the booster and we're just having mild symptoms. If it wasn't for that booster, we, we, we could be dead. That is the lie within itself. And I'm telling you folks, this is why the poll numbers for Biden and his administration, and it's not just him, it's the Democrats as well. It's tanking. I'm telling you, there's going to be a slaughter at the midterms. They know this. This is why we're back to playing the variant game again. This is why we're back to shutting everything down. And <clears throat> I know what people is going on. What, what do you mean stuff's shutting down? What, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. That's already shutting down. There are mandates already being put out in different states again. California is already putting out extreme mandates again. Places in New York are shutting companies down again. Here's, here's, here's a great one right here. This Boston implements vaccine mandate for indoor dining, entertainment, the rise of the Omicron variant, or excuse me, variant. Now, folks, didn't we also just hear Joe Biden in his dark winter speech? What did he say in that speech? Well, you know, the Omicron, we're, we're ahead of that. And even though it hasn't implemented and shut, you know, and, and overwhelmed the hospitals, do you see how they just... They go back and forth with this whole narrative. First, it's everything is overran. We have a surge again. 
everybody needs to panic. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to die. Then it's, well, we have a handle on this. And even though this variant hasn't hit the, well, which one is it? It's rather, we have a surge from this variant and, and everyone is in danger. Or it hasn't hit, but they're just taking precautions. Which is it? This is what I don't get with this. The biggest thing that I laugh about in all of this, they're trying to sell this vaccine to the American public. Get out there and get your boosters. It's past time. It, the time is now. Get out there and get vaccinated. And yet they're sending all of these messages that counter, counterdict one another. That is the dumbest strategy when you're trying to convince the American public to go do something. First you sell it, then you then you destroy it, and now you're 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 going back and forth with it. And for being transparent like they claim they are, they're a bunch of liars because they're not transparent about anything. Now getting back to, like I said, about these things with lockdowns and things being implemented. In Boston, it says Mayor Michelle Wu announced a new uh, citywide mandate requiring proof of vaccination for ages 12 and up when entering indoor spaces. So now we're back to, you got to show you have a vaccination card again. It says Wu, during a COVID-19 press conference briefing Monday, announced the requirement which demands proof of vaccination when entering bars, restaurants, um, you name it. Anything that's inside, you have to show that you've been vaccinated. It's even got indoor fitness venues, theaters, sporting events. She put on here, she goes, I... I want to thank everyone who works in the city of Boston because we already are at 90% of city workers being vaccinated under the existing policy. She continued on about going on about how people are vaccinated. But again, here's the question that I want to pose because nobody in the drive-by media wants to put this out there. Unless you're someone like me and there's several others. Here's my question. I want to know the data now because we're all about the science. I want to know what the infection rate is of COVID from vaccinated, not just the unvaccinated. I want to know what it is with the vaccinated, specifically the people with boosters. Even the CDC folks doesn't even have that information. They put out an article today that said there's big gaps in data reporting because they can't get information from any of the hospitals. I just read that today in an article. That was on the Daily Beast. Now, folks, I'm telling you, if they don't have the information, how the hell do they know there's a surge? How in the world does the Biden administration automatically know that it's the unvaccinated? How do you know that when you have our own CDC coming out 
saying, we don't have the data or the information. We have missing gaps. I guess, my listening audience, I guess you have to make that decision for yourself. For me, it's pretty straight cut and forward. This is a big lie to scare people. This is a big power grab. This is an easy way for them to go, yeah, we're shutting down the holidays. And it's a scare. It's going to be a scare all the way to the midterm elections. Now, I am 25 minutes here. I need to take our next commercial timeout for all of my, you know, sponsors out there for Think Local First. Again, if you hear someone, folks, if they're in your area, or even if you've never heard of any of these companies and you hear something that might interest you, I'm giving you all the information about these companies. I have been to a couple of them. Uh, They are very good companies that I advertise for, for Think Local First. And they're just your average, everyday, run-of-the-mill individual. So we're going to go into our first, or excuse me, our second uh, commercial timeout. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned, folks. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness.com at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet but there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa 
Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars. For the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it, and it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now, they are a fairly new small family business 
They are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsinwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. As I was aging, the pain in my hips was getting worse and worse. I ordered Relief Factor for pain I was having in my neck and my knees. After 30 years of back pain, I have found relief. I am pain-free. I love it. I am so glad that I ordered Relief Factor. I am now pain-free. Thank you, Relief Factor. Folks, I don't know how to tell you how rewarding it is to hear all the wonderful Relief Factor success stories. Pat Boone again. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. Here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. And we are back from our second commercial timeout break. It's going to be our last one. I have got some lovely... Do-it-yourself Christmas music that I'm listening to. Classics. Oh, the classics. And folks, it is. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. I I I know Christmas is this weekend. It, it's Saturday. I'm starting to feel it. I, I really am. I I. I see a lot of lights, decorations outside, and the only thing that's missing, my friends, I'm going to go ahead and get the the, the music here. The, the only thing, friends, that I, I really wish we had right now to make this really, really seasonal and, and, and make it more of a Christmas feeling, well, we need to have some snow. And I know as I say that, people listening to me are probably going, Ugh, I don't want to drive in it. 
I, I'm just saying. Tomorrow makes the first day of winter. I'm I'm ready for the snow. <clears throat> so bring on the snow and the cold weather, cause cause I'm I'm ready for it. I'm looking back there at my wife. She's wrapping. It looks like a present. Are you ready for the snow? She's giving a thumbs up. Are you okay driving in it? No. No. And she says no. Good response. <laughs> now, getting back to what we were talking about, everybody. I th this this just came in. I I I want to. So the briefing that happened here about an hour ago. There, there's now a big article up. It says Jen Psaki suggests Biden won't answer COVID questions after Tuesday's COVID, for for Tuesday's COVID speech. It depends on what you ask him. <laughs> so there you have it. So <clears throat> we're gonna get another speech apparently from the president uh, tomorrow. And basically, this is gonna be another transition of. If you're not vaccinated, you're you're gonna die. It's gonna be a severe illness infested death of a winter for you. Uh, especially because we're we're on the cusp of the transmittable Omicron variant. I'll I'll have to see it, believe it. Now <clears throat> I'm going to move away from COVID. Uh, I think we've talked about this enough. So I'm going to go into, <clears throat> and pardon me here, I'm going to get into um, the whole issue with the Build Back Better deal being dead. And I mean dead on arrival. If nobody has heard about this, uh, Democrat Joe Manchin, he basically came out the other night and said that he is he's voting against it. Now, why is this significant if you haven't heard this already? <clears throat> it's significant because of the simple fact it completely derails this almost $2 trillion, what I like to call democratic spending spree. Because now it's not going to pass the Senate. No Republican is going to vote for it. And now that Joe Manchin has come out and said that he is not, he's going to be the only Democrat to vote against it, it's dead on arrival. They don't have the votes to swing it. So this article here comes from Politico. It says, Manchin to Dems. It says, redo the whole thing. Maybe I'll vote for it. Well, that is a great a great comment. Getting into the article, it says Joe Manchin <clears throat> has some advice for fellow Democrats. The rebuild back better uh, plan. You might get, you might not get a vote your way. This is one day after sinking the President Joe Biden's signature social and climate spending legislation. <clears throat> Democrat Joe Manchin from West Virginia laid out a path forward that could take months and still fail. 
It says he wants the legislation to go through the Senate committees and focus on rolling back the 2017 Trump tax cuts. He also wants Democrats to stop trying to force him into compliance. Now, why is that significant? Well, because every major news drive-by media outlet has had a royal shit conniption since he said he is not voting for it. And I mean, folks, they have turned on him like, well, like they've stabbed him and threw him out in the middle of of a shark-infested pond. So this is what Jill Manchin basically came out and said. He goes, I know what they could and could not do They just never realized it because they figure surely to God we can move one person. Ty's talking about himself. I said, Manchin said, uh, he said this to Metro News. He said his first response to the blowback uh, that he's getting from the White House and fellow Democrats, um, he said was, was expected, but he said it also just makes him want to, again, not even work with his party. He added, he said, well, guess what? He said, I'm from West Virginia. He said, I'm not from where they're from, where they can beat the living crap out of people and think they will be submissive. That was the comments from Joe Manchin. And... He basically said that the whole bill itself, which I agree with, is a disaster. And it is. It's a disaster. There is another article here. This one, it says, confident. It says, Biden White House's uh, incivility was last straw on Build Back Better. It says, the media uh, was confident that Jill Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, would vote for the Build Back Better bill. It says the Hill's editor at large and longtime Washington journalist and friend of Jill Manchin wrote that both sides had agreed to refrain from finger pointing as they negotiated on Biden's $1.75 trillion social policy and climate change package. But a White House statement last week that signaled at signaled out, or excuse me, singled out Joe Manchin by name, and also discussed fierce Republican opposition was the strategic mistake that basically put the nail in the coffin for Joe Manchin. Clemens wrote on here that <clears throat> when when Joe Manchin's name was put in a presidential statement um, as a possibly being a basically a thorn in their side to their plans. It it left a bad taste in Joe Manchin's mouth. Now I I don't know Joe Manchin, folks. This is what I think happened. <clears throat> Policies aside, I'm going to go back to what Joe Manchin first said about this bill. He said it was an utter disaster, and he said it was going to kill what was left of the um, American 
uh, or America that he knew and that he couldn't do it. Now, I don't know if he's just saying that because he's like any other senator. He he wants to look good for a re-election. But I think there's a lot of truth to that. And <clears throat> what I find really hilarious is I had to listen to AOC, to Bernie Sanders here the other night. I mean, the criticism from all of the Democratic Party, especially your major socialist players, on how they're, they're, they're screaming, well, you know what, Joe Manchin can just go, we want to see him vote no. We want the we want the world to see him vote no. Okay. So he didn't agree with your policy. So he he broke from the party. When has that become a crime? I mean, I I, I know what everyone's saying. Well, it's been a, it's a crime because he broke away from the Democratic Party. I get that. I get who the Democratic Party has become. What I find funny is the Democrats always say that we are in a democracy, that everyone has their own free will to make their own decisions. But yet when someone goes out of party lines and makes a decision not to line their pockets with money or to secure their party's um, power hold, but actually go out of the way, look at the bill and say, no, this is not good for the American people. This is not good for my state. They want to crucify him. Now, <clears throat> again, I, I know how, poli how politics work. <clears throat> and everyone have to pardon me here because I'm losing my voice again. But in the same aspect, folks... I'm, I have to give credit where credit's due. I, I am actually going to tell you, I, I applaud Joe Manchin for actually sticking to his guns and not caving to these people. And I'm going to say this to any senators out there. I don't care what your, your, your party affiliation is. If you know that something, a bill... In itself is going to hurt the American people that you are supposed to be serving, then don't vote for the bill. Even if that means you become a leper, so to speak. Your job is what you were sent to Washington for is to represent the American people, the people in your state, your constituents. Apparently, Joe Manchin must feel that this is a bad bi a bill not just for West Virginia, but for the American public. So he's taking a stand. I don't understand, again, why that's so bad. I know why it's bad be with, with the Democrats, because this just basically killed their, their dream. <clears throat> I mean, that's just, like, that's just like this article here from MSNBC. Had, you had Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, she she was she was she was basically she was basically going on here the other night criticizing Joe Manchin 
about how and, and making tons of false statements about why Joe Manchin voted no for their party's bill. I'm, I'm going to read this article. It says, um, Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat of New York, wrongly suggested she represented more people than Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia in an interview on Monday night. She appeared on MSNBC's Morning Joe. She basically tried scorching uh, Joe Manchin, who again announced Sunday he would be voting against the massive Build Back Better social policy and, and climate change package. Now, she basically just, like I said, I, I don't even need to read this article. She went into the whole thing. Her comment was this. She says, Manchin's no on the BBB Act. This is the idea that Joe Manchin says he can't explain this back home to his people is a farce. I represent just as many people or more people than Joe Manchin does. Now, Again, you have all of these socialist Democrats coming down because they're not going to get their big climate change spending bill. They're not going to get their big uh, payoffs for their states. That's in fiscal collapse. You have Democrats running around now saying like <laughs> you have Nancy Pelosi today coming out saying that. Well, well, we'll just have to go back to the drawing board, hopefully before the first of the year, and we'll come up with something else and we'll get that passed. They have no prayer in the world of getting anything passed before the first of the year. Or in the future, the distant future. The party is tore apart, the Democratic Party is. That's just a fact. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make a suggestion as well. Actually, it's not even a suggestion. It's a, a future foresight, a prediction. What do you want to bet you're going to see more Democrats probably take the same page from Joe Manchin and they're going to jump ship on their own party? Because as further entanglement keeps going, and the way they keep becoming more radicalized with this bill, you are going to have older staffed Democrat senators walk away from this. It's going to happen. I don't know who's going to be first. I don't have a name out there who's going to do it, but I, I guarantee you're going to see it. It, it will not just be Joe Manchin. That's my prediction on what you're going to see um, as we go into the, the, the new year here. I, I see it not getting any better for the Democrats or for Joe Biden. And with the midterms looming, I'm telling you now, folks, you, you are going to see a red wave. Because people are getting tired of everything that's going on. They're getting tired of the covid they're getting tired of the power grab. They're getting tired of inflation. They're getting tired of not being able to find things at the stores because of, uh, you know, supply chains issues under this administration and, and the current government. 
you are going to see a lot of change happen here in this country. Now, I, I'm not going to say if it's going to be good or not. That's yet to be seen. But the fact of the matter is that they basically killed the Biden administration's signature plan with an approval rating of the president that's already tanking yet again. It's not good for the Democrats. It's not good for the Democrats when they can't even get their signature plan, their signature bill that they've been working on for almost now two years. They can't even get it off the ground within their own party. If you can't sell it within your own party, it's dead on arrival. Well, folks, that is where we're going to end tonight's show. I want to, again, reiterate that we are going to be having special guest uh, Scott Weibling back on the 23rd, which is Thursday of this week. Again, if you're in the Marion, Ohio area and you're having issues with the, the current school system for the Marion City Schools, please listen in. Uh, I will be starting the podcast with him at 6.30. The show will be on the air. Probably, usually it's about a two-hour wait, but it will be up for everyone later that night to hear and listen, and especially on iHeartRadio by the following morning. Um, again, this just doesn't apply to being local here, my local area, or my state. I will reiterate this to everybody. If you want to make positive change, if you want to make a change in the issues that you see going on around your neck of the woods or the country or your state, I don't care if you're running for city dog catcher. Stand up and take action. You can only make positive change, folks, if you apply yourself if you do the work behind it to apply yourself to make better change. But you have to take the step in getting involved. That's the most important thing in all of this. You know, look at the preacher that I talked about here uh, two weeks ago. There's a preacher in, in Chicago. He's out on a rooftop. I just read it again today. He's on day 30. On Excuse me. Yeah, day 30. He is against all the violence that's going on in, in Chicago. So he's up on a building rooftop for the last 30 days now. And he's basically standing a, a, against violence. Homicide. Murder. And by doing what he's doing, he's trying to take in donations. He's trying to better his community. Now, I know most people be like, well, that's crazy. The man's out there in the middle of winter. He feels spiritually and within his soul that he has to do something to try to help his community. And it's garnering national attention. 
And I applaud him for that. Now, I'm not saying you have to get on top of your roof or on the top of a building and sit out there in, in, in the cold of night. My point is you have someone like him trying to make positive change for his community. You just have to get involved. I also want to thank everybody who is my sponsors, especially through Think Local First. I will continue to push that to my listening audience. There's a lot of great small businesses out there. Folks, get out there. Check them out. It doesn't have to necessarily be the small businesses that I promote. But get out in your areas and promote local businesses. They need it. There's a lot of great places out there that just have a lot of great products that they sell or services that you may not even be aware of. And nine times out of ten, some of the items that come out of these small businesses are are, are better and, and last longer than what you would get out of huge companies like Walmart. So I want to thank all of my sponsors who participate and, and, and promote my show as much as I promote their business. It's an equal trade-off, and I, I appreciate it. And uh, again, think local first. I also want to thank my listening audience like I always do before I, I end the show. Uh, we've had a big year this year so far, and I hope next year is even bigger. But I can't – I. I wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for people out there listening to me. And like always, if you would like to contact me, again, you can contact me by my email. It's politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. You can find me on my Facebook page of Charles Nash. Uh, you see my big face for the political theater icon up there. Um, drop us a line. Uh, it can be over anything, folks. It doesn't have to be even political. It could be sports. It could be what's going on in your neck of the community. Anything. So just drop us a line. We, I, I, I would love to hear from as many people as possible. But again, I want to thank everybody. This has been a great episode of Political Theater. And I will see everybody on Thursday when we have our update and guest speaker, Scott Weibling. Good night, folks.